0: My lord. My lord. My friends, the hour has come. Madness has overtaken this city
1: and grasped in its claws my children!
0: But now we must drive it back under the rocks whence it came. Madness has had its day! That crowd was oh, shit. shit Let's, Let's do it We need to talk about our feelings yeah. What a low blow guys That little That extra Hodor Did you guys catch that On mm. the uh yes. Previously on Previously on Game of Thrones Hodor It's like Hodor, they showed or the, or the whole photo. scene Yeah
1: uh-huh. I've already seen uh-huh. it
0: <laughs> fade, to, fade to black Fade to black Guess what You gonna watch episode 6 now? Nope, there's one more Hodor
2: Hey, thank you for listening to Game of Owns Micah's not here tonight, he's playing in the NBA Finals Miss
1: you Micah, go Warriors
2: (laughs) A third of us right now are in a place
0: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty sure we're all in places
1: Yeah You know what I mean I spent the weekend at Balticon in Baltimore Which is a science fiction fantasy convention Um, And George R. R. Martin was there, which is super fun You guys Uh hang out? I mean the whole time
2: that's pretty awesome. much
1: We were like inseparable So if anyone wants this phone number No, that's not real at all <laughs> um, <laughs> But so we got to watch this The episode together In a big room You just
2: watched it With everyone yeah, You're I just still there watched
1: it, Yeah, I just watched <laughs> it With everyone I'm recording in the middle Of the floor And everyone's looking at me weird But like Eric was saying We wa- we saw that Hodor From on this week Last week's episode And somebody in the back Yells Can we just rewatch Episode 5 <laughs> And everyone's like Whoa. Yes <laughs> So, too soon. Too I know. soon. <laughs> it was really fun, though. So
2: I heard that you and Blackfish and Bex and the entire group and just ripping up every dance floor in sight and LARPing your hearts away. Yeah,
1: we LARPed our hearts away. Um, it good. was really, really fun. We had a good time um, hanging out with people that I've been... Chatting with on the podcast and online, so um,
0: we had a really good time. I can imagine that this episode would have been fun to see. I mean, all of them, sure, but uh, to see live with an audience and watch different, you know, gauging and hearing and experiencing whether you want to or not, people's different reaction to the different characters Benjen. that we that we met, remet, Benjen Stark, <laughs> yeah. Benjen Stark, Benjen Stark. Uh, <laughs> so Tarly's hype about that, and good dragon CGI, good, <laughs> sorry, go dragon. <laughs>
2: I've um, so much caffeine. Apologies. But
0: no, this episode had, had a lot to it, actually. Um, surprisingly, you know, we thought this would kind of be more of like an episode in a bottle, only a couple plot lines covered. But, you know, like the last few Brian Cogman uh, episodes focused on fewer characters, uh, but the scenes were lengthy and meaty and, you know, in the end... Lengthy. I think they made yeah. us feel a whole lot.
1: I was surprised we got so much Sam and Gilly.
2: I was... Pleased, and immediately I was just like, I wrote down my notes. Like Sam is, I forget exactly the 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 order, the sequence in which I wrote this, but I just remember thinking, all of my hopes and dreams about Sam Altarly rising to a, a large standing person in the end game just appears to be true. Look at all this this buildup and mm-hmm. family and screen time for someone that's just
0: sailing south. Mm-hmm. Talk about families uh when his sister was saying oh you know i'm promised to a foss way i was like mm-hmm. those, those are the apple guys <laughs> they're great please read the hedge Knight. <laughs> this, this is fantastic thank
2: you brian cogman for giving us that moment
0: oh that was that was great from one hedge night reader to another and thank you
2: george r, <laughs> r. martin for the hype all of this weekend and gracing us with a new chapter from the Winds of Winter. It, there's there's a lot to talk about I heard tonight. something
0: about a Valyrian mm. uh, set of armor. And uh, you were there. Bless mm. us. I was there,
1: and it's very difficult for me to talk about. He read a new chapter from Winds of Winter, which he always puts the disclaimer of it's going to be edited, blah, 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 so who knows what's going to happen. But um, it was about damp hair, and it was called The Forsaken, I believe is the title of the chapter. It was all about damp hair and Euron... And their interactions, um, as Dampere is held captive, um, while Euron's out at sea. So there was a couple things that were confirmed that were really creepy, like Euron coming to visit him in the night. Um, and there's like a couple fever dream moments where Dampere has these visions about his family and his life. And, uh, my favorite part is the fact that we learned that Euron has a full set of Valyrian armor, like head to toe, yeah. Valyrian armor Yeah, the one and only but it made me think a lot about Euron's character that we saw in the episode last week and about how George R. Martin said something to the fact of Euron in this chapter, which I think was true was made like Ramsay Bolton look like a bunny rabbit, like he just is like vicious uh... and Intense. And hopefully the chapter gets um, put up online if it isn't already. So everyone, I take a look around. We can probably retweet it when we see that go up. Um, But it was really, really fun to learn more about the Greyjoys and to kind of be in the head of Damp Hair in Winds of Winter and to hear George R. R. Martin read Read it when I'm a couple rows away from him. I'm like hearing him turn the pages and like, him, he's making edits out loud while he's sitting there kind of in his head. Um, so it was a really, really cool experience.
2: This is a good day to be a fan it's of all this. It's a good day to be of alive. This. I tried yeah, to take
1: notes to kind of make sure that I had something important or interesting to report back on. But <laughs> like five minutes into it, I was like, I can't do this. Like I was mouth open, taking it all in. It was really fun.
0: Guys, the mad king. Yeah
1: burn them all
0: and the pyromancers burn them all
1: that was something that i wasn't expecting and i have a lot of questions about what he was seeing
2: i feel like i was derailed i was ready here we go let's do this week Mm -hmm. six season six brian cogman jack bender's back oh great brandon mira perfect this is when it's all gonna happen right and then brand's still in the mix brand's just just vision 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 future past
1: Ned, and we have, Rob, we're recording wildfire.
2: right after the episode aired, so look to our uh, second episode this week, where we'll probably go frame by frame in that thing, but I, I haven't yeah. had the time to do it, and uh, I've seen it a few times, and I'm just overwhelmed by the imagery, and I'm so excited, because right now, in season six, we're getting the kind of show that I thought we were going to get at the end, mm. and I'm not just talking about the hustle and the flow, I'm talking about how important this very large scale threat has become to the show. I mean, it is centerpiece right now mm-hmm. and uh, it's just, I didn't expect it this soon. And I'm so excited because if it's happening now, we thought it was going to happen later and we'd get, you know, a certain, we'd be spoon fed enough and then the series would end and it'd be like, that was perfectly done. <laughs> if this is happening now, uh, and I've said it earlier in the season, I'm so excited for how, how seriously intense it's going to be later on?
0: Well, no, that's a really good point. I mean, essentially, the the battle for and or at the wall was set up in this episode by what Benjamin was telling Brand. You're going to learn how to control this. Brand's got basically uh, thousands of years' voice uh, worth of uh, voicemails to go over, or something, you know, like emails <laughs> to read uh, on on history and everything, but. He's gotta to learn to control he's going to learn to control the power, and then he's going to meet the Night's King. Uh What if at he say wall? something
1: about like one way or another and the Night's King is gonna find you, so you gotta be ready, regardless of what you think now.
0: And he's gonna he's gonna go and he's gonna find I think he said he's gonna find his way into the realms of Ben.
2: Like that down is wild. <laughs> Benjamin Stark said that Benjen
1: Stark <laughs> though. Benjamin Stark said that. Yeah. That scene. So when we first see when Mira when bran kind of wakes up from his vision and he goes mira they found us and everybody's heart starts beating really fast people in the audience started they're like benjin benjin like you could just hear people (laughs) saying out loud like this is benjin coming um is this him is this going to be his moment because i think this is something that people have theorized about or wondered about for a while
0: so that was that was a cool moment to share with with a big group of people
1: yeah i can
2: imagine
0: I I I don't know who else they had left. Uh, really, it, it almost had to be Benjamin Gendry, and Gendry. Mm. It
2: had
0: to be, I mean, you know what it is? I think Gendry's uh making making the campfire back at the camp, mm. and uh and uh in the next couple episodes they're just going to be going to the stronghold where Gendry's uh. Okay, gonna- <laughs> so
2: Benjamin in the show is cold hands. Yeah. Process that.
1: It's with interesting us. that he because <laughs> hasn't George R. Martin continually denied that Benjamin's mm-hmm. cold hands. Yeah. So that's a very it's an interesting move on their part.
0: Combining storylines of characters north of the wall. I, I I'm 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 really uh I'm excited by some of the things that we saw in tonight's episode. Uh but I will say that if last week's episode were, you know, presented a, a really unique view of the of the end game we learned you know essentially the origin of the white walkers i didn't i didn't like the way this episode added to that in certain ways uh benjin giving the the explanation for why he did not die when a white walker attacked him with the ice sword oh they use the obsidian you've you've seen this you've seen this they did the same thing to me but it stopped the magic so it's a dragon glass dagger to the heart that both creates a White Walker, uh, kills a White Walker, and stops the magic from taking root when you're approached by Children of the Varus after you've been attacked by a White Walker. It seems like the answer to everything is Obsidian, and I think it's probably not going to be like that in the books. I think it's a little convenient for the show, but it's it might be too mainstreamed now, I'm feeling. It might be hmm. too kind of, I, I I see what they're trying to do here, But I kind of would prefer an entire season of still traveling in the woods with Brad while he learns this stuff than just the one sentence explanation from who the hell, Uncle Benjen, uh, you know, getting getting from point A to point B. I'm worried that it's speeding up too much now.
2: It is going very fast.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you guys feel that way? I mean, that's that's the shock. So it's like, is the end game? I mean, what you were saying Zach? the end game sooner than we thought. Like,
2: yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah. Unfortunately,
0: yeah, we don't have
1: a lot of time left. I mean, in terms don't. of episodes, and so I think that's the unfortunate reality.
2: But I mean, this is a good reality to be in because I mean, season six is expletiving. That's not a thing, but people are, people are losing their shit. They're like the Dothraki at the end of this episode. They can't <laughs> handle a dragon that close to them, like just totally losing their yeah. shit. Like this is a yeah, this is a crazy. I mean, this is season six is yeah. Yeah, it's happening. I mean, it, it helps very much that there isn't a book to coordinate with what we're seeing. But we're seeing the folks making the show uh, really, really, really get comfortable and express themselves in some serious ways without fear of being, at least at the moment, um, compared to the books. And I think that for the sake of the creators and the writers that we're seeing a a very very good television show I mean George R. R. Martin laid the foundation and created everything that made this the series great and I'm sure that all of the big pieces that we're seeing in season 6 are directly by his design but at the same time the pacing uh, the flow like let's talk about this episode in particular the, the time we spent at Horn Hill the time that we spent with the actors behind the scenes, the play. I mean, these were
0: yeah. for me, some
2: of my favorite moments so far. The,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Those were two of the top scenes, I think in this, in this episode for it's me. It's
2: fantastic by actors. We're not even that close to yet. And I don't even want to talk about Arya Stark because Maisie Williams, oh Aria Stark, gosh. this was, this was the best Arya scene there the, in seasons, in mm-hmm. seasons, murdered it. Digging yeah. out um,
0: needle and then waiting in the dark. When she was standing and so cool.
2: speaking to her Mark, I was just, uh, yeah. Like, Even yes. in the face
1: in the audience when she's watching this story that she's all too familiar with play out in front of her eyes, um, Joffrey, you know, is dying and she's the the audience is very sober and she's laughing. I <laughs> thought that was I thought that was really cool. And I'm glad that we got to see more of the play in this Mercy story that we um hear a little bit about from Windsor Winter. But I thought that was cool that we got to head back there. And I know that we were Going to, but that was one of the highlights for our last episode for me, and so to be back there again and for it to be done so well um, was definitely a highlight for this episode.
2: Tommen, yeah, with the twist.
0: How that that was a huge twist. A very, I, I don't think anybody was more surprised than than his father than Jamie uh, on the horse. There's. I, I, there will be a screen cap of it i'm sure floating around but his his just completely sour face when he realized what has happened and really the the dawning realization that they is that that conflict was over without any bloodshed and that was not something that we thought would happen mm-hmm. uh we were of course looking forward to and saw in the you know previews and everything the the men riding up to the steps of Baylor and trying to engage the high sparrow and it didn't work can we talk about how awesome that felt seeing troops on the ground
2: seeing mace tyrell as the most <laughs> regal man funny. in king's landing the most regal <laughs> <His> man <laughs> in <laughs> westeros his there amazing like so speech madness speech. has had its
1: day
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was I, mean, so those, cool. I think it really serves to illustrate those speeches happen whether the battle is won or lost or even fought in this case um but good on him for 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 doing that. But I I just think, you know, <laughs> who knew? The guy doesn't even wear his shoes. But the High Sparrow really had a couple more things up his sleeve, and oh, so, uh, one yeah. of them apparently was to completely convert King Tommen to the faith. I
2: have been hoodwinked by the High Sparrow. I underestimated you. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it's Marjorie who does the converting?
2: Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Who
1: uh, can blame Tommen for wanting to do everything? His precious
0: wife would ask him to do but do you think they're gonna get to be together now or is that not something the faith do they're married i hope so
1: yeah so that's it's gonna be interesting to see what do they call it a holy alliance and how everybody in the crowd just loves it like all the people of king's landing are so excited about this
0: yeah these guys don't have i think collectively a third grade reading level the entire crowd but they're all very happy for this thing that's probably never existed before for a thousand years at least um, I'm definitely very interested in, in, in the twist and what exactly it means for, for everyone. But I think it was clear and made clear in this episode, you know, as far as Queen, uh, Lady Lena and Cersei were concerned, you know, they have to fight another day. They have no choice. They've, they've lost. He's beat us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then Jamie gets dismissed. From not only the Kingsguard, but from King's Landing.
0: Oh, he's got to go meet up with Brienne. <laughs> yeah, I think we—that pre- uh, prediction's coming true.
2: We need to process this turn of fate. Jamie being—he's no longer the Lord Commander of the Kingsguard. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's uh, that's going somewhere, and that's certainly giving us a different storyline to watch. And so I'm I'm intrigued that this. This setup of the drama in the middle of Westeros with Walter Frey and the Blackfish and Edmure, which was fantastic.
0: Great seeing it. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm very intrigued to see this unfold. It's like latent season drama. And I wasn't sure. And you know, I figured Jamie would be traveling. Judging from the trailer, I figured and I, they probably guessed that we would all be figuring this as well, that Jamie would be traveling by episode three, four five at the latest right and now he's you know he's leaving let's say episode seven Mm. um for completely different reasons than we expected so i I feel good about this
0: i was thrilled to see uh just in the preview for next week there is a brief the briefest of clips of braun beside jamie um i am excited for the eventual return of braun to the show (laughs) um thrilled that he isn't dead or otherwise just written off uh for time or budget, or anything else could be a casualty, but he's not he's gonna be back so wherever they go, as long as they're together, I feel extra comfortable uh for Jamie Lannister leaving, but ultimately, you know being dismissed from the king's guard, not something that happens to everybody, and he's essentially sent out to prove that the Lannisters can still crush their enemies. Unfortunately, this puts the pairing uh between the Lannisters. And the Frey is back in the forefront. And we've been looking for this ever since the Red Wedding. We've been looking for uh, some momentum with the plot in the Riverlands. But now we're getting it. And it's almost like, oh my God, you know, how how lucky are we to be getting this now? But is it too soon? Is it, you know, now this is this is this is, this is gonna be dealt with. We saw Walder Frey chastising his children or mm-hmm. descendants uh, and giving them the hostage To take over uh, in Edmure, that that was this episode. You know, it's 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 back, baby. This plot line is back in a huge way. Yeah, and without is almost no time to digest. Jamie's going there. The Fraser there. Bran's going there. I mean, and Brienne.
1: It's interesting that we got that flashback or that vision from Bran because we see. Um, Rob for like half a second and so it's like mm-hmm. Red Wedding and then we get Lots while they're talking About stuff. the Red Wedding and um, To kind of put that Back in the forefront of our minds There's so much back to unpack
2: right now <laughs>
1: Yeah there's a lot, a lot to unpack But what does Cersei say to Jamie As he's he doesn't really want to go. He's kind of unsure. He wants to stay with her, especially while she's coming up to, on her trial. And she's, I really liked when she was like, take that stupid castle because we can. Like, we'll, we'll do it just because we're the Lannisters and because we're powerful and we'll show people what's what.
2: God, Damien was so mad Yeah. In this episode. Give Bronn the largest sack of gold he's ever seen. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> yeah. That, that line yeah. he said about Walter Frey being 400 years old, I audibly laughed. I was, I was like,
1: <laughs> that was really funny.
2: But I'm, I'm just, I'm looking forward to seeing it. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing him going there. And, and we got the strong mention of the Brotherhood Without Banners, not yeah. only in passing, but also with uh, basically a proclamation saying that they're a part of what resistance is happening. And with all this converging, can we now comfortably talk about the possibility of Lady Stoneheart coming into the scene? Like, does that make sense to you guys? Because this is just, uh, it's more than I thought it would be.
1: Yeah, I s- have. I said this, I think, earlier in the season, which is for a long time I was very anti Lady Snowheart, and I still think that at the end of the day, I am still in the fact in the camp. If I had to pick a side, that she's not going to come back, but I'm continually open to persuasion, and it's leading in that direction more than I thought that it would or could. Right. Um, if that makes any sense.
2: Also, Ian McShane was not the Mad King.
0: Ah, I know. I was, I was, I was, (laughs) I was kind of looking for that, but then again, hey, he'll just have another cool role. You know, it's, it's interesting because in an episode where we get somebody that we weren't sure if we'd ever see again, Benjamin, and he's merged with fantastical element of the books in Cold Hands, you know, the possibility seems endless. And yet here's Cold Hands without his elk. And so what cuts will be made, you know, it's still not truly cold hands in a way. And we thought maybe with the killing of Summer that they freed up the budget to do a giant elk. <laughs> you thought that. I thought I that. Guess. But uh, you know, I, I I it's hard to say. And and Lady Stoneheart probably won't cost as much to do as, say, a CG elk, but uh, you know, what what will and won't make it if they're they're really taking a knife to it. Uh, So I I have a feeling that we'll see the Brotherhood Without Banners Anything that kills more phrase is at this point probably going to be okay in my book.
2: You had to bring up that elk. Now I'm mad.
0: I know. Now I like can't
1: think about anything else. He's just <laughs> on the horse.
0: Any horse kicked ass. I mean, my own. He kicked ass. The horse. Did you see
2: him wielding his flail of fire? Yeah, that was he's, so
0: cool. It's he's got like what the what the priest what the priests carry with the incense, except it was on fire. <laughs> and he fights yeah. like
2: a Stark too. Can I just
0: say that he does fight like a Stark just in the nick of time. It was it was really great to see. Poor him again. Mira after
1: she's having to drag Bran and he's not even awake. Yeah, he doesn't even cold. do
0: her the courtesy of being there in that time and place. I mean, I know he can't control it, but it's funny because when she goes and pretty much needs him to, like, comfort her and is crying all over him, he's he's just, he's gone. Do
2: you remember when Benjamin said, you know, like, oh, the Three-Eyed Raven's dead, now we have the Three-Eyed Raven.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like that,
2: boom. The Three-Eyed Raven is Bran. Yes.
0: And I wonder. I wonder to what extent like that, th- that made me question a lot about how Bran came by his power, because you know that the Starks have this connection with their direwolves. More than half of them in the books are wargs, uh, and or connect or actually have you know wolf dreams and and the like. And yet this this transfer of power and this uh, destiny that's been hoisted upon Bran, you know, it's almost seemingly without touching Bran. The three eyed raven has bestowed his. Superior abilities uh, onto Bran and and appointed him the new leader. Can anybody be that or do that? And if not, how how does it work? What was transferred exactly? And what is the destin- What is the job description of the Three Eyed Raven?
2: Eric, I'm, I think that the Three Eyed Raven is Bran. Like, I think that he was Bran.
0: Oh, interesting.
2: Maybe it's stupid.
1: I don't know. I mean he does say he does say to Bran that he's going to be him.
2: We didn't have a second episode last week because we interviewed Christian and we were caught yeah, up with it. all that. By the
0: way, that was awesome.
2: <laughs> it was a lot of fun.
0: We hope you all enjoyed listening to it. I sure did.
2: I've been thinking about it all week and I've been I've been wanting to talk to you guys about it so much. And I know it's a little ridiculous, but when I saw the uh, the I saw the profile shot of both of them standing together on Winterfell, mm. their faces matched so much. And when Bran came out of his vision with the Night King touching his arm, he says, he saw me. And immediately the 3 Eyed Raven corrected him. He goes, he touched you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He touched you. And he's like, well, what do I have to do now? He's like, now you have to become me. And he immediately takes him to Winterfell. At the moment when he was a child, if this is him, uh, he had to, by tough luck and uh, the hard way, protect himself and uh, make Hodor Hodor and start the chain of events that brought Hodor there to hold the door long enough for them to leave and now be rescued by cold hands.
1: I think that's, I mean, I think that's interesting. I think we've seen what Bran is capable of or what he could be capable of in terms of time and thinking about it kind of makes my brain hurt a little bit, but I don't think that that's something that's completely out of the question. I think that that's something that he's capable of doing. Um, I think that that, creates interesting questions about what what else he was going to teach him before i mean if if he knew and this is something we've talked thought about this week is if three-eyed raven knew that bran was going to do this and knew that we he wasn't going to have the amount of time that he wanted with him to teach him what he needs to know to be able to do whatever he has to do um and so i think that that creates some interesting questions there
2: I miss Micah because right now he would be, he'd be like, you yeah, I've been answers. thinking this for years.
1: <laughs> he already knows the answer. He's probably thinking about it while he's playing in the NBA.
2: Playing in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, <think>
1: it's- <laughs>
2: I know it's a little far-fetched, but uh, I feel like we've already gotten introduced with the idea of time loops with uh, with Hodor. That's a right. thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just judging by the clues. And those clues, I think, in, in a way, are gl- so glaringly obvious that um, they might be misdirection. And fine, but if that is the truth, then that means that for many, 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 many years, Bran found his way back to a certain point in time and lived through it. And as he lived through it, whatever happens at the end of the story probably has something to do with the reason why he was able to do that in the first place, which the implications there are crazy because that means that what we're experiencing is all in a loop and the song of Ice and Fire never ends.
0: Uh, I like that. This is the song that never ends.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So that would mean... The Night King really, really hates Brandon Stark. Yeah, And we may be looking back at episode five one day when all is said and done, we learn even more when we learn stuff that makes what we've learned so far in season six feel like bananas. um, We may go, go back and look at that scene in episode five and say, that's the great, that's the Night King. That's the great villain of this series. Standing right in front of his arch nemesis. Mm-hmm. And after all these years, finding a way inside his protected chambers and cutting him down.
0: Or
1: we're going to be yeah. like, we were so dumb, all the answers were right in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> and we couldn't pick up on the simplest clues. <laughs> for, for me too, be like, like,
0: uh, enjoying, <laughs> it was a fast ways behind it. I, I have to say that I, I enjoyed thinking during this episode that uh, the visions Brian was seeing could have been affected by the fact that he was touched by the Night's King. Um, you know, they seem to be sort of, uh, white Walker focused. We saw the child, we saw the ice palace, the altar, uh, you know, and, and, and things like that. And of course there, there were plenty that, that weren't, um, Jamie taking a seat on the throne for instance. Uh, but, uh, you know, this kind of thought and talk, it's, it's, it's impossible to say until Bran says exactly what he was experiencing. Um I mean, it seemed to me like they were trying to represent like he's traveling through all space and all time right now. But I I still like the idea that this mark on his arm, you know, and, and Zach going off of your theory too, if if, if if he one day does become the Max Von Saida, three eyed Raven, uh presumably he has somehow dealt with that mark. Is it a lasting mark? Was it it's just something temporary? Did it already come off? You know, what what does he do about that? Uh what does he Maybe doing? it's
2: still there, Eric.
0: Yeah,
1: maybe he's gonna have a Jorah moment where he like lifts. Too bad he didn't like lift up his sleeve and it's like grayscaled but it's like the mark on the three eyed Raven's arm,
0: and we're like, whoa. I,
2: I just want to say we didn't see Max von Sydow walk once outside of a vision.
0: Right. <laughs> okay. I like that. I'm starting to like this a lot.
2: <laughs> maybe he just really was implanted in the tree. Oh man, I know that. that I don't know, <laughs> but Brand, but Brand did see a lot. And I feel like the pyromancers, like we understood what was happening mm-hmm. to King's Landing beforehand with the Mad King. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we had to necessarily see them working with Wildfire. Mm-hmm. And I think that that might come back in a big way this season.
0: I think you're probably right. Uh, right. Uh, you know, it's funny because I, I have a quote in my notes. You're talking about Wildfire. And I have a quote that says, it's so green. But then it's actually not about Wildfire. It's about Gilly, <laughs>
2: which she mm-hmm. sees."
0: Uh, Horn Hill for the first time. <laughs> that was great. That whole thing, I know we said earlier, but, uh, I loved it. And it actually reminded me a lot of Force Awakens with Ray. I didn't think there was so much, was it green or blue in, in, in the universe, in the galaxy. Uh, but, but Gilly gets herself a nice dress, gets herself a bath, gets herself Aww. an educa, education for her son, potentially. Um, there was really a lot of promising, future handed to them early on Sam and Gilly in this episode. And it was very heartwarming to see the women react to Gilly to see Sam's own mother taking in young Samwell, uh, taking two young Samuel so, so easily and so nicely. And, and, and frankly, I'm just, I'm really pleased because for all of the preparation we had uh, for Lord Tarly, uh, and what a dick we knew that he would be. He was uh, good. I didn't expect at all that to have the that sort of counterbalance by, Sam, by the women in Sam's family.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That was that was very nice to see. Horn Hill is just a fantastic place to
0: live. Incredible. That's course. Cool. Ready, ready, doing ready all for right. the Series. Yeah, I'm ready for the TV spinoff series called Horn Hill. <laughs> 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 Dick in <and> Hunts. <laughs> There's so <laughs> many moments.
1: <laughs> There's so many moments from the scenes there that I don't know which one I want to talk about more. Um, I thought like you were talking about Eric with Sam and Gilly all dressed up. And I thought that was, there was kind of like these awkward, funny moments between them as they're kind of in this new life after they've been through so much and to see them sitting at that table with Sam's family, cutting their food nicely while his brother is talking about how he's such an incredible hunter and what (laughs) has Sam done and could he go he was supposed to go to the wall to become a man and gilly finally gets this moment to say that he's a greater warrior than any of you will ever be Uh, to which the room i was interrupted in cheers um but sam killed a white walker like sam has been this incredibly brave and Unfortunate. He's a, yeah
0: he's been a warrior how blessed are we as an audience though to realize you know his father is saying all these terrible things uh, to him but we're able because we know what a badass sam is we know what he's done and you know it just i think it's it was perfectly illustrated by when gilly was was standing up for sam and saying oh he's slain a white walker and dickon goes those don't exist Mm-hmm. yeah uh you know that's exactly their speed that's exactly where they're at and and frankly i not to cut to the end of that whole sequence but uh taking heartsbane Yeah. Of so awesome was We're essentially what these what these people deserve it's like you're not prepared to fight this battle you don't believe that that could even be a thing
2: you don't need the sword and, and the realm
0: is the realm is uh Quite short on on Valyrian steel, as Lord uh, Tarly pointed out. Uh, so, you know, I, I I think that it's probably best in the hands of somebody like the Slayer. Yeah, well, it's not going
1: to do any good sitting there in Hornhill above the hearth. <laughs> like, we've got stuff to do. So let's melt take that, that down sword.
2: for crossbow bolts. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> who better in the hands of than Sam, who's actually compared to what his father and brother have been through he's 10 times the man that any of them could have ever dreamed right. that sam could become and so it's exactly like you said eric the juxtaposition juxtaposition between us understanding as an audience what sam has been and who he actually is versus the way his father is just like sneering at him um yeah. i was so happy that gilly yeah, stood like, up for him
0: don't take one more piece of bread you're fat enough already L- really dude like really? Yeah, he has just come doesn't let him. The wall, From north of the wall, really?
2: He was every bit of shit that we thought he would be. He, I mean, he was honestly a little bit worse.
0: Unrelenting, yeah, and 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 furthermore, it's such a shame that he didn't really—he wasn't listening when Gilly was standing up for Sam because he's—he just discovered her identity and decided mm-hmm. not to listen to her at all or pay her any mind because she's a wildling. whore.
1: what are they going to do next?
0: an old town. I I but will his plan work? That's that's my big thing with Sam is. Unfortunately, I think that Gilly would have been better off at Hornhill and Sam, I I think it's romantic they want to take together. Gilly with her. I know, but her kid had a real future I think at Hornhill and when not Randall, if the
2: white walkers destroy uh,
0: maybe <laughs> not, but I mean, you could at least you, you could get some schooling in before then. I, I think with Randall's promise to still raise the kid, uh, you know, even uh, of course under the pretense that Sam never returned, still I thought was was somehow close to something near re- nearing redemption. Can you Probably imagine growing Sam's up mom. in that
1: house though? Uh,
0: I mean, I don't know. Be a lot of room. It's better than growing up in Craster's Keep this time of year. Um, yeah, that's true. true. Well, he wouldn't be growing
2: true? up in Craster's Keep, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: what was the. So I think our father could have learned a thing or two from, oh, because yeah. Gilly yeah. knows mm-hmm. to hunt. And so his sister's like, I think our father could have learned a thing or two from your father. And yeah, everyone's just And like, I
2: was like, you don't think that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't.
0: You don't know Gilly's dad. But, but, but Sam's plan, oh, you know... You said women aren't allowed at the citadel. Uh, 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 what are they going to do? Fight their way through? I'm sorry, but history doesn't change me. Really. Like, tradition, centuries-old traditions don't just bend their will because you've got a Valyrian steel they did sword. It can help.
2: She, can, she can stay in Old Town, though, all right? Yeah. She didn't have to be dropped in Horn Hill. The show did this because we, they wanted Hearts Band. It's been in the family for 500 years, and now <laughs> Sam stole it.
0: I guess. I mean, but that's, that's so... And uh, at least they created a truly beautiful series of scenes around that because it wasn't just oh we have to stop in here it's nighttime. no one's ever around you'll never meet any of these guys but That's he's going in here to point. steal the you know it's the great theft yeah. uh, from the hall of Hornhill. at least we got to meet these people because actually half of them I really like
1: mm-hmm. well and it's like you were saying Zach at the beginning of the show I think you were saying this we spent so much time with his family like what does that mean for his future like mm-hmm. h- who is he going to become We have this inkling that he's going to be this incredible, he already is an incredible character, but this incredible asset and us spending so much time in this episode with his family and continuing to learn where he lives and where he comes from and why he is the way that he is, um, is going to be, has got to be a great setup for, for something.
2: I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful for everything. Like I said, um, in some soliloquy in some episode past, it's going to be the entire equation to make the, uh, the end goal. You know, I think it's going to take everyone and I feel so much more hopeful and honestly, so much better about where the story's headed right now. And I feel hopeful. My point is, I feel it's because of Aria, but I'm hopeful even more so now because I know how tough and how strong she is and, and what she can be, um, after she's just went in and been indoctrinated by this hellish cult and, uh, coming out the way that she has, I'm just like, with, with with all of this stuff happening, um, with with her and now with Sam and Danny and obviously Bran and Benjamin and Mira and the list could go on. Um, I feel really good about their chances against the White Walkers. It, the, the, right now is the best I've ever felt about their chances against the White Walkers right now tonight. So that's good.
1: That's <laughs> good. That's
2: yeah. And I mean, you know, obviously it's a story. And they generally end well. And I know George has promised us a bittersweet ending. But uh, how do we, you know, we have so many soldiers right now. So many great people. Half of them may die, but it's what they do along the way the way to help the cause, right? Mm-hmm. Stan has put Melisandre around Jon Snow's dead body. I'm just saying. Everyone's got their place. <laughs> the gods have a plan for us all. To quote the high sparrow. To quote
1: the high sparrow who
0: doesn't wear shoes.
2: But good on Stan for that big smooch he got from Kelly.
1: Man,
0: how sweet! That was a real kiss. I want to quote a tweet. This wasn't uh, directed at us, but it was uh, the lady Shelley on Twitter. Look at poor Gilly trying to use her Dingle (laughs) Hopper, using using silverware, using silverware for the first time. This was adorable, and that actress really, really pulled it off. I felt it all just
2: seemed so ridiculous what they were doing, knowing what they had been through. Yes,
1: they're sitting at a table, and they've been north of the wall. Yes, they're, they're like, like mm, fine dining. Let me
2: cut this tasty venison. <laughs> yeah. Did you kill this recently, Dickon?
1: It sounds, it is pretty kind of
0: ridiculous.
2: But the elk did get a shout out when he was asking Sam what sort of hunting there is north of the wall. When I said, elk, I got hopeful. Like, maybe they'll find him.
0: Yeah, you think we're getting to toyed with there
2: a little bit? Maybe they'll find him. Maybe he just wasn't nearby. No
0: line is a throwaway line. Well, it's that time again. It's that it's time for an army of 500,000 orcs. (laughs) Total War. Warhammer. We
2: can't thank Total War, Warhammer enough for sponsoring our podcast because it gives us another opportunity to talk about epic fantasy.
1: Our favorite topic.
2: Total War is one of the most critically acclaimed strategy series in gaming now in its 15th year. A drive for historical authenticity and superb gaming quality has helped establish the franchise as one of the most successful PC games of all time. Although, Total War Warhammer contains several features that are new to the series. You can use magic, lords, heroes, flying creatures, and mechanized war machines as well as enormous, terrifying monsters, which will affect (laughs) both campaigns and battles in new and dramatic ways.
0: In Total War Warhammer, you can select one of four races. You can play as the Valiant Men of the Empire, the Vengeful Dwarves, the Murderous Vampire Counts, and the Brutal Orcs and Goblins of the Greenskin Tribes. Each race is wholly different, with their own unique characters, campaign mechanics, battlefield units... And playstyle.
2: For the record, I will be playing as a vampire count <laughs> just who is very f- murderous. A one,
0: a two, a three. <laughs> I don't know why I'm suddenly the Tootsie Roll guy. This
1: game is brand new. It just came out last week on May 24th. Um, so you can pick it up today in the Steam Marketplace.
0: We thank Total War, Warhammer for their support of our show. Let
2: us now take a break from this energetic discussion. And thank this episode's sponsor, Blue Apron.
0: Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals. So they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers. Whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals.
2: I mentioned on last week's podcast that I'm traveling for a wedding and that I was on the tail end of bachelor party when we recorded The Door and when we recorded our interview with Christian. The place that I'm staying, I'm staying with the groom and in the groom's family's house, I noticed a very familiar temperature shielded bag in the refrigerator. (laughs) And needless to say, uh, it Appears that my Blue Apron subscription has followed me on travels.
1: <laughs> that's so
0: <laughs> In awesome.
2: Working on the podcast, that's so real. And um, so I've been able to actually cook now while traveling.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. It's it's like the Hogwarts elves—they know where to find you.
2: Yeah, I was eating ground turkey, and then I had spicy Korean rice cakes.
1: So you can check out this week's menu and get your two free meals with free shipping by going to blueapron.com/owns.
2: That is two free meals on
0: us.
1: You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. Go to blueapron.com slash owns. Blue Apron,
0: a better way to cook. So from from good acting displayed at the dinner table at Horn Hill to the troupe of actors who we learned a heck of a lot more about in Bravos this this episode, this this aria plot of this episode was, I, I know you said Hannah is your favorite Arya scene, in, or Zach in, in years, too. And, and I think, you know, for good reason, they, they actually spent the time to show something that I think we could have all guessed that Arya wasn't going to go through with it, but to, to actually have that experience of her going through, seeing the play, being entertained by the play, and then actually poisoning the wine only to take it back. I mean, and, and essentially she must have broken a thousand rules, but as you know, not only did she not go through with the poisoning, but she pointed out to the woman, Lady Crane, uh, who it was in her mind that, you know, was behind the hit. And this is something that I know the wave was there. I know the wave saw it, but I mean, that's like breaking, I think, three rules right there. Three things that you don't do. She, she absolutely shit the bed on this, which I'm so excited
1: about. I didn't
2: expect it. <laughs> I thought Arya was going to go through it. I thought she was going to be with those. Maybe that was just bad on my part, but I, I she was could so have surprised. Set aside her
0: personal feelings on on this woman, but maybe it's that when we maybe She's the lesson very is very dedicated though. Yeah, I mean, maybe the lesson is when when we when we lose people we care about, or when we uh, when we betray our own sense of of morality. That's when we truly become no one and are lost.
2: Well, she sympathized with Cersei, and that was part of her, you know, feeling and feeling and feeling. And I just, the poetic justice of all that's happening right now and the fantastic design of this play and the different stages that we saw separated between these two episodes leading to her conclusion of feeling and deciding that that's okay
1: worked so well. It did.
0: Her conversation. What did she say to her? Like, do you always, do you enjoy pretending to be someone else or how easily names come to you or do you always
1: pretend or do you enjoy pretending to be somebody else in terms of aria's future Ooh, in an acting career yeah. if she's gonna go I mean, down Arya, that Arya path gave
0: her, was giving her tips you know like oh you should you should change this and uh and cersei would would be would be angry how
2: would you change it
0: i would set the whole thing in dorn <laughs> <laughs> how about the leader when he walks in he goes that crowd was shit
1: <laughs> no, but, uh, about, nobody was even clapping about when Ned's head gets chopped off, or something. Yeah, along yeah. No
2: one laughed at that. Come on, that was like, who would laugh that at was that. so funny. It's just so funny. Boy, I don't know. They captured them so well. It was just a nice reprieve from you know the real storyline. It felt like it didn't feel like we were watching a different TV show, but it felt like we were watching a different TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, totally separate. Like when do we get thespians arguing about stage presence and writing in Game <laughs> of Thrones?
0: Yeah, <laughs> their role as players in, in, in the grand scheme of things. It, it was really an opportunity for the show to take us in this this new place. And that's because of Arya's storyline is, you know, you, to fully, to kill someone, to get close enough to kill someone, you have to inhabit their world. And that's exactly what Arya has done. So even though she's a, a dropout, essentially, at this point, of the school of the many-faced god, um, you know, it, it definitely afforded us some, some tickles here and there.
1: So one of my favorite Arya scenes just in general in my whole life is when she is going into the house of black and white, she buries needle and she doesn't toss needle into the water. And in the book, this is dialogue in her head about needle was Bran and Rickon and John and Winterfell and her family. And so she couldn't bear to let it go. And so she buries it away. Um, And in that moment, I feel like, you know, that she's never going to lose that part of herself because she's, she can't get rid of it then, she's not gonna be able to get rid of it now. But when she comes back to that and she's digging through the rocks to to find Needle again and to pull that out um, was so cool. And I loved that so, so much. I'm excited that she didn't go through with it. I'm excited that she continued she remembered who she was, and she's had a chance to be put back into her situation by watching this play. And she's realized that she's always gonna be who she is. Um well whatever the consequences are, which I'm sure they're going to be heavy. And so that was really, really cool for me. Um, just because I love that scene so much earlier in the in the series. So who knows what's gonna happen next? So
0: hard. And then she goes back
1: to sleep. Like she goes back there and blows out the candle and goes to bed. Like if I was her, I would have peaced out real fast.
2: The assassins of the planet have her mark. And they know her so well. I'm so scared for Arya, but at the same time, I'm just like, yes,
0: I'm not not scared at all for Arya. And it's not, it's not just because she can handle herself, whatever. Because I mean, she has Needle back; it's great. But it's very clear to me uh, in in this show that she is Jacken's favorite pupil, and he's not going to allow much harm to come to her. I mean, essentially, there was an agreement. When the wave came back and said, "Be in agreement." Yeah. Don't let her suffer, he says. Come on, man. Like she has just betrayed everything you tried teaching her and spat in the in the many faces of your organization, and you're saying, "Don't make her suffer." They know her weakness.
1: They know her weakest points. I feel, she just went. She just blew out her candle. Yeah. She said (laughs) so nonchalant. I'm so nervous. For does he
0: even care? I mean, say that Arya bests. The waif in combat somehow stabs her, kills her. Does Jacken care? It's a it's a face for the wall either way, right? Yeah. Isn't that, one way uh, or another, he yeah. said a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's one death. A girl a girl has uh, supplied one death. But I'm
1: sure this has happened before.
2: It must have. They go through a pretty rigorous boot camp. I'm sure there have been other defectors, and I'm sure that they were all swiftly caught. Because look who they are. You know, it's not like you abandon the Golden Company, and it's like, hey, you signed a contract. Come back here. And even that's terrifying. But this is, you know, these are, look at what they do. He was just cutting a guy's face off to magically affix it to someone else's face later on. You know? Let's think about mm-hmm. who these people are. And Arya felt inside of herself and decided, okay, where's the hound, right?
1: <laughs> where's my crew? <laughs> yeah.
2: I need to get my squad back together. I need hot pie, Gendry. Man, I would love Thomas that. Thomas Seven Strings, Limb. Bring it all together. Gandriari. Come on. Go back to
0: Westeros.
2: I'm not mad that she's gone, though, from the House of Black and White. That was just... Uh,
0: I'm going to miss that yeah. music.
2: Didn't really do it for me.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, I'm I'm
1: glad. I'm glad that it ended. I think that we've tied up our time there well. I assume that we're tying up our time there. But I, I think that it. I, I was so pleased with just the way things went this episode. And so I feel good about us leaving and
0: heading back.
2: I thought we were going to see Lady Crane die after she had just gotten completely destroyed by the asshole leader of their group.
0: That would have, that would have been a particular low point for her.
2: Exactly. And um, you know, I feel like that's just sort of what we're told through the harsh realities of this world. But uh, there she came to interrupt those feelings and to, to change the course of what we saw coming completely. Uh, for me, at least, a lot of you out there may be saying, like, hey, man, this was so obvious. She hid Needle. But I just, I don't know. Arya really convinced me. And try reading in the books as well. Arya is very, very dedicated to what she's doing. So, seeing that, if it happens, the Winds of Winter, um is going to be really interesting to see what was going on in her head. But for the sake of what we have now, I mean, I'll take this book spoiler. feels pretty good knowing that Arya is Arya. Mm-hmm. Right. I just feel reborn, you know, because she was <laughs> such a favorite of mine. For so long, man, that's cool. I can see that. It's just nice to have her back.
0: It is nice to have her back. I mean, it's for me. It's one more Stark that can get killed off, and I worry about it now, <laughs> ten times Eric. more. It's like, oh, <laughs> now. This, sorry, I mean the show is the show is one for Starks to Starks to kill off. Now we got Benjen too, so now there's two more Starks than we had last episode. <laughs> back in the running. Uh, <laughs> back in the running. I think we've actually gained more starks than we've lost at this point.
2: We had no Sansa this episode we though. Had no Sansa sure. uh, this
1: episode. do you
2: feel Hannah. Or Tyrion. i felt
1: really sad about it.
2: We did get Tyrion sort of in the play just an evil Tyrion.
1: <laughs> I hate that guy. I just I hope point.
2: Arya never meets him, you know? Cuz she's going to think Tyrion's great. just the biggest lump of coal there is.
1: I hate that guy. I'm not he gets Tyrion. A I hate rep, the guy who you know? plays Tyrion.
0: Hey, look. Nobody I I think at this point it's just the it's whisper down the alley. I mean, who's who knows the real truth really?
2: Of course. Well, we do, all right. Yeah. From the yeah. points of view themselves, and no, Tywin Lannister did not shit gold, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> I just, I, I My had favorite running joke at, in Westeros.
2: Honestly, though, I thought after this scene, I because I saw it visualized for the first time, Tywin Lannister supposedly shooting gold on on stage, complete with sound effects, and I thought to myself, that would explain how they've remained so rich, <laughs> continually rich. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mystery solved. Now, uh, Game of Thrones, answering all the toughest questions in season six.
2: We haven't spoken about Queen of our Hearts, Daenerys Targaryen, yet. Man, And I'm not sure if it's because we were saving the best for last. The blood of our I head. don't even know if this was the best, but <sighs> I feel like it was the best speech by Daenerys ever.
1: It was awesome. In fluid it was and really authority. awesome. Will you give me the Seven Kingdoms? Forever. I
0: ask more of you than any call has asked.
1: Everyone was so excited. Just like they loving it. it. She's Losing on her dragon. It. And she's just talking about, calls. always pick three blood riders, but she's not going to pick three. She's going to choose the oh. all. And will you ride with me across the sea? And everyone's cheering. And she's screaming. And Dario just has like heart eye emoji, just like looking up at, that, that <laughs> at is, her. That was
0: totally Dario's expression, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, he was
2: just again dumbfounded. Just oh god. Just she's so much better than me in every way.
0: She peaced out. Brb. Let me get my dragon. That was so cool. And she makes makes that entrance. It was.
2: It just. Uh, it worked. Drogon. The shadow and then the reveal, he is fucking huge. He's he is.
0: massive. It's
2: like great horses. They're just going nuts with their horses at one point, just riding in circles. Yeah. Their horses were excited. They couldn't even <laughs> yeah. handle it. They're like, look at her. She's on a dragon.
1: And they've all got swords and she's yeah, just,
2: They're all cutting their braids off. They can't even stand it. They're like, we just got owned. <laughs> We've That's lost. it. we lost. That's it's it. Over. It was
1: really cool.
2: I mean, I know that we, we speak highly of all the stuff happening in Westeros with the men in the North and the great threat of the great others. But she's riding a dragon. Like it is nothing like it ain't no
1: thing. She, I like when, before she jumps on her dragon, when Dario's telling her that she wasn't made for a palace cause she's a conqueror. And I felt like her going to get that dragon, was just like a, yeah, I am a conqueror. So let me go, let me go uh, ride over the peoples that I've conquered. I mean, hasn't necessarily conquered the dothraki but um she's convinced them to rally behind her
0: what was i born to do
1: yeah it was ride dragons was
2: nice so one thousand ships yeah. and where to find them
1: two
0: hmm. more of those too. Yeah. dragons so
1: uh. watching with everybody in that room again which i keep talking about because i just had so much fun when they're talking about how she needs one thousand ships i'm like where are you gonna get them and everyone just started yelling the gray joys yeah. <laughs> was awesome
2: that sounds so, so fun. awesome
1: It was so fun.
2: So we have a treat for you, Hannah, actually. Well, you can introduce it, Hannah.
1: So after we finished wrapping up, um, watching the episode all together at Balticon, I whipped out my phone and tried to capture some first reactions from people and just get everyone's initial, like, what you thought, what your favorite scenes were. Was this a good episode? Um, So just a bunch of random attendees who were there, a lot of the great people that I met. Um, So we'll put them in it just really captures the feeling of what it, what it was like to watch watch this in such a massive room with such massive fans people who are so incredibly smart um, and invested in in this series so it's fun it's really fun oh you are choice yes. how do you avoid spoilers uh, it's very simple. Most of the people that I hang out with uh, at work, they don't talk about this <laughs> stuff. Yes, the season is living up to its promise. Well, it, it didn't have the characters I liked, so maybe I have fewer thoughts than normal, but, you know, we got the Drogon Ex Machima that I, I had been looking for, so we finally got that in episode six. But, you know, it was a lot of Sam, and I, I didn't realize that we really needed Sam that much, so I'm wondering how much Sam is gonna show up later in the season, as sort of like uh, an important character, but Blackfish 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 is back.
2: I still question the wisdom of taking a huge army of Dothraki to Westeros.
1: Oh, wait, Cold Hands Cold, cold hands. Hand. is not Dario Naharis, it is confirmed. Yeah, I was glad to see Mention come back. I would think I figured they would never resolve that or take care of that. That's the whole point of this season. As
0: Uh, this episode was a bit of a breather one because the last two weeks uh have ended on very shocking endings and this time they just kind of gave everyone a little but I'm a little wary because every time this show ends on a high note, next week someone we love dies. Never hire Ramsey Polin as your <laughs> oh. Or George Martin as your wedding planner.
1: Every episode has just ended so spectacularly. I agree. Fantastic. I love that. Oh, That's seriously. Fine. Can I talk? She's let drunk again. This is a great episode for women. Mace Tyrell was great. <laughs> I haven't actually been following the season 6. I watched up in season 5. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting because they've changed so many things. Like George has expressly denied that Coldhands is vengeance and they had him be Benjen, so it was like, okay, that's interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, and now they're doing a James Riverlands plot instead of last season where he went to Dawn for some reason. <laughs> Even though it was nice eating snakes would uh, run but yeah, it was weird.
2: is about to do stuff, finally. It's been a long few weeks of
1: so. yay uncle cold hands. <laughs> uh, you think you're going to keep watching the show after this episode or are you kind of sworn it off. I am actually tempted to keep watching because it was fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That ending was wow cuz like wasn't expecting a dragon. But like all throughout the episode like especially the beginning that was really gripping with the Whites chasing Bran and then Benjamin finally getting revealed. reveal that was so rewarding and Sam's family like I've been waiting for that for so long, and I'm so glad. Like Sam's kind of doing that little like
0: knock attempt to his father. I want next week's episode now. <laughs> I actually thought, oh, the end for this episode compared to the rest of the season, I thought less happened in terms of actually moving the plot along, which is fine. It was nice to have, you know, kind of a catch up to get kind of like, you know character viewpoints, get them settled and stuff.
1: The blackfish is back. Yeah.
0: I didn't know a lot of people were loud by the end. I was in particular. I mean, it was just kind of a nothing scene to me. I'll be honest.
1: Why is Paul Defray suddenly so important? I mean, <laughs> he's, he hasn't actually been in the books since uh, A Stream of Sobs, and he has- but it's going
0: to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, And then, yeah, I really liked uh, Lord Tarly in a way that he was absolutely awful, but he was very good. He was good, he was very good. I really loved the Tarly scenes. I thought those were fantastic. Though it's odd to me that their house, like, honestly makes like Winterfell look like shit. Like, that was a a nice place. And for just, you know, for a non, like, that, they're not even, like, they're not the Tarrells or anything like that. The show was good.
2: I think of all the time that we spent in Horn Hill, mm. and just how it sort of flowed, and like I said, backstage with the actors, and also the dialogue that we had. We didn't just have that one scene with Benjamin. You know, we had plenty of 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 back and forth, and it didn't feel like we were being treated to something just to have it taken away. Like it felt, I felt like we were comfortably in these scenes, and I felt like we were comfortably in post-game stuff obviously mm-hmm. it's not post-game because the game's not over but in these latter portions like i was talking about early in the episodes i feel like not only is it really fast but at the same time we're comfortable
0: right oh yeah yeah all, all we can say is you know bring it on the, the knights king arm raise move <laughs> to all yeah yes. so show writers bring it on
1: bring it on well <laughs> we're deep in season six and and so we we know the drill of how how this season has has gone, so I think we were all prepared for another episode like this. It's it's consistent with what we've been seeing, um, so we know we know the drill.
0: And yet, and yet, I wonder if next week's episode isn't also going to just answer like what not only what is up with the other characters, the ones we didn't see tonight, um, but more of what the rest of the. This is We're past the halfway point now in the season, so what is this season going to look like on, at the outset? uh, you know, what will have happened. And I'm really interested because this episode did that some point. Uh, you know, Sam and Gilly's trajectory has once again been altered, Jamie's trajectory has finally been altered. Uh, you know, it's it's seeing that the Riverlands, not Winterfell, uh, although probably that as well, um, may take would be the center uh for a big battle. And seeing that, uh, we, in, that little finger wasn't in fact lying as it turns out. Uh, and that River Run was taken back by the blackfish. That surprised me. So I think it's still anybody's game.
2: I hope that we get the answer to the Tower of Joy riddle. Yeah. I have a feeling. And you want to see Ned's bloody hand and that vision? Mm. This kind of looked like it at least.
0: Look like a bed of blood to me.
2: Just warg a little bit next episode, Bram. All right? They're going to be pulling you anyway.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Give us a couple moments. There's no force anymore. The horse.
2: All right. We uh, have a second episode this week. We're going to be super prepared.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're going to watch this episode a hundred more times.
2: Thank you for your countless owns tonight. Micah wasn't here, so I got to experience a lot of these firsthand. And, uh, jeez, it's overwhelming. I was overwhelmed. I don't know what to do, guys. Yeah. Hannah's at a con hanging out with people. Eric, you're at a watch party, and here I am. What do I do with all of these owns?
0: You retweet them. (laughs) All men must retweet.
1: Sansa wasn't in this episode, so who did anybody give their own to?
2: I didn't let any of you impact my decision. Ooh. You promise? I promise. I don't believe you. Go on. I promise. I don't even know what my own is. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm thinking about it right they, they, now. I, I, it
0: sounds to me like it's a perfect time as any to actually let somebody else's own influence what your own is. I guess so. <laughs> Quick, run to your favorite uh, retweet. I, I, I'm probably going to give my own to either Gilly or or Arya. Um, but it it might actually just it, fuck it. It's it's Arya. Um, <laughs> for pointing out for for basically just completely spelling out uh the the hit um to the to the intended victim like watch out for her she wants you dead i mean unbelievable i i think it's perfectly clear to lady crane who or what arya is at that point and that's just something that you know i know i would be grateful for that kind of reprieve <laughs> from someone yeah. who's from an assassin who's going to come and kill me uh so you know and and not only that but to point out the person behind it all so arya in breaking all of the rules Girl, you go. You get my own. Mm.
1: That was good. Sound. I'm going to give my own to Mace Tyrell. Just yes. Because for wearing it I either. laughed so hard watching him roll up on his horse with his hat <laughs> and his armor and just the look on his, his face. <laughs> yeah. It's his helmet. <laughs> no, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Excuse me.
1: His helmet with so the little feather on top or whatever that was. Um, That was so funny. I just, I loved that. So I'm going to give my own to him.
0: Yankee doodle over
2: here. Mace Tyrell corrected us himself on Twitter for calling it a hat. <laughs> Duly <laughs> noted after seeing the episode. My
1: apologies.
2: <laughs> after your fantastic speech.
1: Cool hat.
2: The madness ends today. Or <laughs> yeah. Whatever he said.
0: I loved it. I loved that.
2: It was also pretty cool that Olena was there. Yeah.
0: yeah. She immediately started fanning herself.
2: Well, I mean, it's hot there and it smells. You yeah. Know? I love She's just like those flowery
1: She's not going to miss this. Also, I give my secondary own to Jamie, Jamie riding his horse up
0: some stairs. That was pretty. That cool. That was cool. Oh, that was, right. Okay, that was cool. That was really cool.
2: That's what I'm saying. That whole scene. I, I one of my notes is my god.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and giving, then that twist. If we're giving secondary owns, I'll give mine to Marjorie. Uh, you know oh, yes. The line about <laughs> are stealing um, all your own? <laughs> Sorry, I don't even know my own. Sorry. Yet. <laughs> uh, what was it? Hang on. What was I had? I wrote it here somewhere. How good I was at seeming good, Um, you know the the really self reflective line of bullying yeah. from Marjorie there was was excellent. So secondary under her. Sorry, Zach, you should give your primary and secondary <laughs> ones. There
2: was a little bit of real world commentary too there, which I thought yeah yeah was like was, was fascinating.
0: You know, video.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Well. You guys all watched this episode. I mean, Sam stole a Valyrian steel sword from his hometown, you know?
0: From his dad, no less.
2: Yeah. That's that's, a giant middle finger. This episode was full of giant middle fingers.
0: But no little fingers.
2: (laughs) No little fingers. Aw. You know, honestly, Danny did a good job. Well, Casual owned the episode for not feeling like they had to end on a cliffhanger either, right?
0: Yeah. I felt Mm -hmm. comfortable with how it ended. Was I was really like, cashed. wait, is
2: this the end? Have I been watching for 50 minutes? I don't think so.
0: Just the dragon roaring.
2: I need to stop stalling. Um, Arya. That's such a, just a, well, like, okay. right.
0: build, don't build, build up for nothing. That's, that's a good own. That's a solid own. You could give it to Benjen, but that's a solid own.
2: I mean, Benjen doesn't need us to give him the own. I know. He really doesn't. He doesn't,
0: he doesn't need that validation. He doesn't
2: need us at all. Clearly, he can survive on his own.
0: I want I to know north, all about north that actor against White the Walkers and being like dude we we need you again for for Game of Thrones are you in? Uh yes.
2: Arya became Arya and brought back I mean, she used to be my favorite part of the show. Um so, yeah. 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 That's it.
0: Well, we'll talk about it even <laughs> more uh later in this week. Mhm.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh watching it again and uh um, actually <laughs> Maybe writing down a few of my thoughts. <laughs>
1: yeah, I missed our I missed our midweek discussion last week, so I'm excited to me too piece it
0: we'll get back pull into it, apart.
1: it Yeah, yeah. And Let's by the time we sit down again,
0: we'll have several more, dozens more. I hope owns from you, the audience, from the listeners, and uh, just going to remind you how you can send us your owns, primarily over on Twitter, twitter.com slash game of owns at replies at game of owns on Twitter with your owns. We do retweet them whenever we see one we love and uh, we'll pull them all from the satchel on our next episode over on Facebook you can scroll upon our Facebook wall facebook.com slash game of bones uh, share us a funny watching story if you were in an audience and what what uh, what happened uh, when you and your friends were reacting to tonight's app ep- over on Facebook and uh, otherwise you can always email us contact to game of is our email
2: if you like our podcast If it brings you enjoyment, if you enjoy the conversations we share with each other and with our friends, some of which work on the actual television show that you're watching, please consider reviewing our podcast on iTunes.
1: But only if it's five stars.
2: That too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Doing so will help us, uh, will help other listeners find us and uh, we'll really just share the love and spread the love uh, as we are. Midway through the season. So as
1: I've been saying a million times, I was at Balticon this weekend. And if you support Patreon at the Kingsguard level, you get access to our Game of Thrones Snapchat. And so this weekend, um, got to snap some pictures of George R. R. Martin, some annoying selfies of me with other people from Watchers on the Wall. Um, so if you head over to patreon.com slash goo, you can sign up to support the show and get some inside look at stuff that we're doing our favorite podcast is squad of ice and fire um which is there as well and access to your
2: favorite podcast <laughs> sorry
1: my favorite podcast don't want to put that on you guys um <laughs> and access to uh other fun stuff while we're at cons and spending time together so check it out
0: we'd like to remind our listeners that this episode was sponsored by total war warhammer a marriage made in gaming heaven pick up the game now on the steam marketplace
2: these episodes are commonly our most listened to episodes of the year. And they continue to tick up. You continue to find them new listeners in the off-season when we're going through the book. Some of you go back and and listen again and sort of relive the feelings that happened directly after the episode aired. And and that's one of my favorite parts of making these episodes that we do for Sunday night because uh, they're sort of that first look, that first take initially. And I think that, for me, a lot of that magic – that I feel uh, for the show it sort of embodies itself and the, the passion I have for talking about it with you guys. So um, just want to say thank you so far for this season uh, coming out now six times and joining us on, you know what I mean? Like these mm-hmm. episodes are so scatterbrained in a way um our midweek episodes are often you know far more organized and far more detailed and uh you know compacting ideas and questions brought up by you the listeners and uh you know to be this far into season 6 and really you know 300 plus episodes into our show and to still have you guys trust us enough to uh be that uh friend you know to be that sort of imaginary friend on your shoulder as uh, the day following your favorite TV show aired is a is a big honor so Thank you. Thank you.
1: We say all the time how much fun it is to get to do this together and with everybody who's participating. And that was just reinforced again as I got to spend time with people in person this weekend. And so the opportunity that we have to watch together and to talk together and to share ideas and to tweet with each other, um, I can't imagine it being any better than it is right now. It's fun, unless George R. R. Martin was sitting next to me recording. Um, but it's just—I mean, its
0: hashtag missed opportunity. Two K sixteen,
1: missed opportunity twenty sixteen. But it's—it's it's sincere. Maybe it's so time. much fun. So that's all. Let's do it again.